Well, hello everyone and welcome to Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Thank you for being with me, having your ears tuned in. I feel your presence out there. Good vibes only. That's my motto. I have some things I want to kind of weave together today, so stay with me here. I do have a method to my madness. It's Friday when I'm recording this, and for some that means a cocktail hour or tea or coffee or whatever. Um, why I mention cocktails in particular, if you have not been living in a cave, you know Sex in the City has launched their series and they're in season two of it. And so it's constant press about the series, which is called And Just Like That. And Just Like That is a term Sarah Jessica Parker used a lot on the original show, Sex and the City, in her character as the writer, Carrie Bradshaw. What Sarah Jessica just came out with is so totally unnecessary, in my opinion. She has revealed she has never liked Cosmopolitan, the drink. If you were a watcher of the show, you know that was the four girls' go-to drink, especially in the early shows. And then they began to shun it. I mean, they made fun of different things like scrunchies, and, and they tried to slam different products. And I'm not a fan of that because I think to eat your own, if you want to wear a scrunchie, if you want to drink a Cosmo, whatever. What she said was, of course, they weren't really drinking Cosmopolitans for real. They were drinking cranberry juice mixed with water and it was terrible. But even when she would have, and she was complaining about this, drinks sent to her when she was out and about. She never did like them. Um, a Cosmopolitan is basically, Gary makes them for us. They're basically cranberry, vodka, triple sec, and I believe lime juice. I don't ever make them, but I think that's it. And he puts them in a, a blender with ice, and so they are, they're icy, and they're, they're, it's not a frozen drink. It's just very cold and very icy and very delicious. And you, well, he serves it in a coupe, not a martini glass. Well, coupes are, can be martini, champagne, whatever. But then she goes on to say, now she grabbed the headline by saying, oh, I never liked them. You know, you were silly for liking them and following along with us. Never did understand why everyone jumped on that bandwagon. Then at the end of it, she reveals that, oh gosh, once she had a real cosmopolitan, the way Gary makes it, really cold with the run through a blender with the ice. She loves it. But that was lost in the beginning. It's like anything for press. They must be paying a fortune for press for the for the series and just like that. I haven't watched it. I don't plan to watch it. But I do want to weave that into something else that was sort of um, played out on the original Sex in the City when a couple of them, I think it may have been uh, Cynthia Nixon as Miranda and Sarah Jessica as Carrie, went to a bakery in the West Village called Magnolia Bakery. Magnolia Bakery, and they sat outside on a bench and they ate cupcakes. This was in 1996. Now keep that in mind, 1996, when Magnolia opened in on a, a cobblestone street in the West Village in New York. We've been there. It's a wonderful, wonderful street. As a matter of fact, it became so popular after it was on the show, the neighbors began to complain. But it's a very quiet, 
a very lovely street, and we had Magnolia Cupcakes there for the very, very first time many years ago. Now, every time we go back, we go, and they now have locations in several places in the city, so you don't have to go uh, all the way to the, to the West Village if you don't want to. What's really fun for me about the, the whole Magnolia Bakery thing is that it's not just about cupcakes. That's what they really became famous for, but they have other things that are fantastic. They have pies, they have cookies, but they have the most magnificent banana pudding you have ever tasted, in my opinion, just my opinion. And I'm not a fan, typically. Gary is, and so the first time he got the banana pudding, I sampled it, and it was a go from there. Well, we have the cookbook because Magnolia Bakery put the cookbook out. And periodically, Gary will make the banana pudding. And it's very different from standard, the banana pudding that his mom or my mom or any of our relatives ever made. It's it's rich, but yet it's, it's almost like a mousse. It's really very, very good. So... If you remember uh, a few podcasts ago, I talked about from Food and Wine, where they came out with donuts, a list for donuts. So we kind of jumped on that today, but as I told you in a prior podcast, we would try to try to uh, look into that. Back in 2005, something was happening over on the West Coast. Uh, a woman named Candace Nelson swirled up some cupcakes called she named the place sprinkles and that's all they did it became really the first bakery totally devoted to just cupcakes we were living in columbus ohio um, i'm not sure what year that was that was probably uh sprinkled sprinkles oven in 2005 so it's probably about 2006 ish or maybe early to maybe early 2007 when we got on an airplane at the crack of dawn, and you get you gain hours when you go to the West Coast, and we spent the day there. It was just a, a day, and we did everything in the world while we were there. Of course, we love California, so we knew where we wanted to go and what we wanted to do. But we hit up the original Sprinkles uh, in Beverly Hills and got cupcakes from there, and they really are magnificent. Now, sprinkles are everywhere. We don't have any uh, anywhere around us. Again, they may be in Florida. I'm not sure. We have gone to buttercream in uh, in Miami. It's actually Coral Gables. Um, they're, the cupcakes are very, very good. <clears throat> Excuse me, the weird thing that <laughs> I was just reviewing back through, sprinkles, the, uh, how, how large they have become. The original owner sold it, Candace sold it, uh, in 2014 and the headquarters is now in Austin Texas <laughs> of, of all of Texas Austin is the gym Austin, we have lived there so uh, it, it is the gym of the entire state trust me on that but that's the that's the headquarters from Beverly Hills to Austin Texas what, what how weird is that well, anyway, that brings me to the, the list of donuts. And if you remember, in Florida, the donut, the best donut, this was, Food and Wine did best donuts in every one of the 50 states. And 
in in Florida it was the salty salty and it was in Miami well after I did the podcast Gary did some some research and guess what this is something I totally missed so I'm falling on my sword and I'm okay with it there's one in West Palm which is minutes away from us so even though today Friday's busy there's construction down there it's on a street called Rosemary Parking is a pain. We had to try three different parking meters before we found one that worked. And believe me, they give tickets, and they were giving tickets when we were leaving. But anyway, we found we found the salty, and uh, we went in, and and uh, it's uh, it's a different kind of donut. It's it, the 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 base of the donut is brioche, which is a great bread that I love. French toast, nothing like it, but I've never had a donut that I know of where the, the actual dough is is a brioche base. Gary got a very fancy donut. It had guava, and I don't, I'm not even sure, to tell you the truth, what all. I just got glazed, and I got donut holes. They're about the size of the ones you get at Dunkin' Donuts, um, about that size. And they're, they're good. They're very good. They were just glazed, plain. But they they are different uh, with that uh, with that brioche kind of base. They're they're a little bit hard to pull apart, like like brioche. It's really very interesting. Food is crazy. You just never know that brioche for donuts, pickle brine for popsicles. Yeah, pickle brine is used for many things. Dirty martini. How do you how do you make a dirty martini without the juice of of, of a, a brine of some sort? Usually it's olive, but in reading about brining, uh, you can use pickle. You can use pickle juice in in a martini. Uh, the the newest thing though with brining is you know these little forms you get? Tupperware used to sell them, and you could pour juice in them, stick a, a, a little stick in it, and freeze them, and they became a, a, your very own personally made uh, popsicle. Now, the way I understand it, way back in the day, the popsicle was actually an accident by a kid where left the juice, it froze overnight, and it became that was the beginning of uh, of having a having a how to make a popsicle and then it blew up. I've never really cared for popsicles. I think they're messy. They're they're I don't know. It was never my cup of tea popsicles. But hey, you know the thing about these these pickle pops, you can use any kind of juice from any kind of pickle depending on your taste. Gary likes a certain kind of pickle. I like a certain kind of pickle. There are spicy pickles. I mean, you can have savory, you can have sweet, you can do anything you want to with this brine. And this article was saying, uh, and by the way, this came from Bon Appetit. Most people just throw their brine away, but don't do that. Because even if you don't want to make pickle pops, you can use the brine from pickles for many other things. You can add it to other dishes. And it's a very savory, delicious additive to 
a multitude of things. Who knew? I didn't, I, uh, I didn't know. Wickles is a, a pickle that we have a long history with. Um, I won't bore you with that story. I think I've probably talked about it before, but I'm just not sure how I feel about a pickle pop, but I don't know. Knowing Gary, <laughs> will be doing it. He is adventurous and he is never boring and it's fun. And he always has a good attitude. He's He never complains. This man never complains. There is a new play that will be opening uh, on Broadway. I believe August 10th is the opening for that. It's called The Shark is Broken. It's about the making of the movie Jaws. Jaws, the movie, came out in 1975. After I saw that brilliant movie, even if the even if the shark was hokey, I, I'm still cautious about going into the ocean to this day. It's the home of the sharks. It's not my home. They don't come into my living room, so why should I go into theirs, right? This story was written partially, co-written. If you're familiar with this, if, if you're not, you're going to have to look it up. Robert Shaw, the brilliant Robert Shaw, was in the movie. He played Quint the owner of, <clears throat> excuse me, of Orca, the boat that went out to get the shark. His son, Ian, was is a co-writer of that show. And I'll tell you what's incredible, the promotional photo for the play, he looks so much like his dad in that photo. It could be Robert Shaw. I never knew that there's a, a monologue that Robert Shaw as Quint delivers in the scene where they're on the boat, it's nighttime, and the three main guys are kind of sharing their scars with each other, and he does this monologue about uh, the Indianapolis, and he, he had a big hand in writing that, according to his son. Also, Robert Shaw had to beg Steven Spielberg for another take, because the first take he was a little bit intoxicated and he wanted to do it again and he did get to do it again but this is um, a Steven Spielberg thing uh, that will be debuting on Broadway called The Shark is Broken in the promotional photo please do notice the newspaper that's being held says Nixon resigns I'm always looking at the little details I thought that was absolutely priceless it's time for Gary and I to go back to New York this fall sometime, and maybe we'll try to see that if it's still on. You never know about these plays if they'll open uh, and close on the same day. <laughs> like it happens, but I think it sounds really fun. In the meantime, J uh, Jaws the Movie is streaming on Peacock, I believe, so if you want to see that movie, I like it. I really, I still like it. Um, I, a very young Richard Dreyfus <laughs> is in that. Um, so, yeah, be aware of the new play called The Shark is Broken. If you have a donut in your area, let me know if it's good. We'll talk about your donuts or your cupcakes or if you decide to make pickle pops. I want to hear from you about all of that. Hey, listen, I want you to go to northpalmbeachlife.com because Gary did a, a 
an opinion piece about UFOs, his theory. I hope you'll go there and read it, NorthPalmBeachLife.com. He's a good writer, and it's 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 short, but it's it's really uh, it's a it's a good read. It's a good little short read. So I hope you will do that. Um, these podcasts always rest on NorthPalmBeachLife.com. You can find me also find both of us, Gigi and the Five Six One, as well as NorthPalmBeachLife.com on YouTube. So check us out there, and we know you are, and we appreciate it. Gary writes for All Things Cruise and Splash Magazine worldwide. So check him out there as well. These podcasts rest on over 20 platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, and too many to name because I don't want to bore you with that. But I will tell you this. I want you to have a great weekend. It's very rainy and a little bit gloomy here in the Palm Beaches. But I want to leave you with this. Even though it is a little bit gloomy and a little bit humid, a bad attitude is like a flat tire. You can't go anywhere until you change it. Thanks for being with me at Gigi and the 561. I'm Pam Barker. Stay with me.